Senior Focus. Welcome everyone. I'm Anne-Marie Curry. I'm your presenter of this session for Senior Focus. And when you're listening to this, it will be Sunday and you will have digested the news and the information about what is happening to the country under COVID-19, what stage of lockdown uh, we're under and what level and what the implications might be for you. And I know when the warning came um, late on Tuesday night, uh, when I first heard this warning, I was um, driving and it was funny sound. And I didn't know if it was a, another vehicle on the road um, or coming from the radio or what it was because I'd never heard the emergency warning sound ever before. And um, anyway, it was clearly um, a national alert signal and it was coming through the cell phone of the producer um, on air and um, it was, you know, a, a pre-recorded type message. And, and uh, so I listened to it and took it in and immediately... Um, my mind was going 90 miles an hour what can I do between that time and 12 o'clock on Wednesday what can I actually get done that has to be done and what order do I prioritise things and it was quite stressful Uh, and I was extremely tired I needed to go to sleep so I decided I would make a list and I'd prioritise the list first thing Wednesday morning and that was the best way to handle it from my point of view but it it still wasn't easy to do the prioritisation there were things that uh, were competing for time but in making this program I I thought well this is a very small window of opportunity because once 12 o'clock Wednesday um, hits uh, the options are very very narrow it means basically playing re-recorded programs that we've had so you're receiving this program now and you will know what the state of the nation is at the time that I'm making the program we don't know but some of the things that we do know that I think are important things um, for seniors to consider is what you can do to keep your immune system strong and healthy and working well so that you're actually ahead of the game and um, the wearing of masks is is of great interest because while um, there's a lot of controversy about this and it's not usual in our culture even putting a headscarf around your face um, if you do go out walking or out shopping where you're likely to interact and people are, they'll keep distance consciously but there'll be times when people are within two metres and it will happen and if you've got some covering on your face you're slightly better protected if somebody coughs or sneezes or uh, or there's already airborne virus particles floating in the air because someone has just coughed you know seconds before um, <clears throat> and that's something um, a lot of people haven't been aware of is how tiny these particles are and how they 
sit on surfaces and how they get blown around by the wind. And initially, I think there wasn't much clear information about this, and more has come to light of recent times. So, wherever you are and whatever you're doing, it seems like we need to be pretty vigilant and we need to not only do hand washing, but we need to think about covering our faces when we're out. I also um, noted that in aged care, the industry is stepping up. They are doing more um, management of their staff, so the staff are not moving between units or facilities. So they're limiting um, the contact numbers that staff are involved with, and that makes it easier to trace if there is any outbreak of anything. And, and in Christchurch, where they had the cases um, which they weren't sure about, they, that was some kind of flu strain, but it certainly wasn't COVID-19, apparently, because they've tested negative. And, um, of course, a negative test is not a perfect answer because we know that some people have tested negative and later have been positive. So whatever, we, um, we're in a, a world where we have to just keep... Um, ahead of the game where we can and I hope that you all stay well and you continue to look after yourselves, put yourself first and um, you know that old saying on the aircraft, put on your own mask first uh, it really does apply and it's really important so uh, good luck and I, and I wish you all well now the program today I had thought ahead in mind talking about a report which has come out on Auckland Council because it um, is a report, an investigation, an independent one into the uh, CCOs, these are supposed to be council-controlled organisations, actually they're frequently not council-controlled actually, because they're like limited companies, their directors are responsible to... uh, the shareholders sort of style of management and so they're not always receptive to democracy initiatives to community um, initiatives community well-being um, community drive for change so Auckland Transport has seemingly been at loggerheads with the community in many parts of the city and there have been many drawn out um problems and issues and I think of Greylin and the town centre there and the changes that were made to the cycleway, um, some of the angles that they did in the design caused flooding into the shops and certainly upset trade enormously and it was very difficult for the local small businesses there. So there have been many situations and I don't want to go into any or all of them really but simply to say that uh, it's this report is very needed and very timely and it has got 69 recommendations as it's only just come out it's quite hard to study them in depth and give you um, an analysis but what I would say is that it's it's been given the thumbs up by those who've read it uh, lightly more detail I think will um, come through discussion but some of the uh 
accountability improvements, some of the transparency, uh, some of the engagement with community, it has been strengthened and, or has been recommended to be strengthened. And I think that's a good start and it's a good outcome. And we wait and see um, what happens next. Because with the money that's coming from government, the shovel-ready projects, uh, what money comes into Auckland will have some involvement with CCOs. So Panuku, the commercial arm of council that, that's involved in development of buildings and precincts, um, that interfaces with um, Housing New Zealand, that's now Kayang Aura, uh, and also Auckland Transport and also the waterfront um, management of the um, properties across the waterfront. Um, all these areas come into um, the shovel ready project. So it'll be very interesting to see uh, what recommendations from the report get implemented and on what time frame and how that impacts on the shovel ready projects. So there's lots um, for, to. Uh, a lot will be riding on who gets selected as the MP for Auckland Central and how over the projects and over the CCO issues that person is. And also I think it'll be interesting whether there are any consequential vacancies, say, on the Wairamata local board as a result of people who are current members of that board standing for parliament. I'm thinking of Karen Leone, for example, but there are others, I think, as well. Now, <clears throat> our situation has improved slightly uh, with the fundraising that we did uh, in recent times to uh, get some money in to pay our broadcasting fees for this program and we're looking at doing another fundraising event but this is all dependent on uh, what level of lockdown we're in and whether we can actually go ahead and do that. In the meantime, we're um, in the queue to receive some funds that's coming from the government under COVID-19 support that may help us at least get to Christmas. So uh, anyone who's got an interest in uh, creating a fundraising event for us or who's got ideas around that, please contact me and um, email me, Anne-Marie Curry, A-N-N-E-C-O-U-R-Y at gmail.com and you will find that I'm very delighted to hear from you. Now, it's time for a music break and I think that you'll enjoy what I've selected for you and when I come back, I'm going to uh, talk further about our programming and what we're going to be doing in the future. Thank you.
Welcome back, everyone. And if you've joined us, uh, I'm Anne-Marie Curry, and I'm your presenter today of Senior Focus. And we've been talking about uh, the COVID-19 situation and also uh, the Auckland Council situation with its um, report into CCOs. And with regards to that report, I think that... Uh, there's always the background of how we got the super city, how Rodney Hyde fashioned the city that he wanted to have, which was designed on a political model really to ensure that they could streamline a lot of infrastructure projects. And it was not really about increasing democracy, even though um, people feel that their councillors are more remote and there are more people uh, per per head of population, there are more people attached to each councillor or each councillor is responsible for larger groups of people. So the model is um, diluting democracy very much and when you can sit it aside and then you look at what the Royal Commission who listened to all the submissions from residents in Auckland, from businesses um, from staff and from um, officials who had experience in local government and what they came up with was actually a different model and often when we're reviewing strategy and plans and looking at um, structures, I often think about the model that the Royal Commission came up with and how that can be seen alongside this kind of decision or change changes that are being promoted. There will be more on this, and I will um, I will have people to interview in the future. Just exactly um, at this point, I can't um, put a handle on this, but it is my intent to make sure that we have a spread of programs across each month. So one program will be looking at council matters. One program will be looking at uh, issues around grandparenting and passing on heritage and family history and so on. And we did that program as an intro uh, a week ago and so there will be a follow-up to that. And a third program will be looking at social issues and so that will look at issues like um, racism, for example, or um, it might be uh, just local um, initiatives to improve community uh, and then the fourth program in, is likely to be more of um, popular choice around people who have got ins- inspired in terms of what they're doing in their older age, how they're um, aging positively and w- what is it that drives them. And so that's more an individualistic type program. So that's the range of topic areas that we're going to be um Doing and indeed we have done them in the past, but they haven't perhaps um, been as evenly spread in a deliberate way. So that's what I'm um, attempting to do. Now we're also looking to have some new people come in to help with the programming and I've been very grateful to have Pratima Soma uh, who's an experienced broadcaster who's come in um, a few times because she finds it difficult 
on a, a Wednesday when we do the recording and um, she has a grandchild that she spends a lot of time with. And a lot of, like a lot of people um, our age, they are very intimately tied up with grandchildren and they always take precedence often against um, other priorities. So we can't have everyone we'd like to have on and we can't have um, perhaps all the alternatives uh, on the table when we're planning things. So there's a, a nice to have and a, and a want list and there's what we can actually achieve. But if anybody's interested in being a presenter or contributing to um, programming and developing ideas and um, being involved in, say, a panel discussion, because I think that's a really valuable tool for us to have in our um presentation toolkit, uh, having a range of people coming in discussing a range of topics, I think is really quite useful. Uh, then if anyone wants to follow up, again, uh, I've given my email once already in this broadcast, but I will do it again. So just uh, contact me via Anne-Marie, A-N-N-E-M-A-R-I-E dot Curry, C-O-U-R-Y, at gmail.com. And so I may have missed out the dot between Anne-Marie and Curry in the last time I gave that email address out, and I apologise for that. So Anne-Marie.Curry at gmail.com. Now, <clears throat> when, when we consider uh, elections and voting, Sometimes I've tried to, on this program, um, do a very strict balance by getting um, an even number of people from this party, that party and the other party and so on. It's very difficult to do justice to our seniors across the Auckland region because you've got so many electorates and you have different... Um, local issues in those areas. Uh, sometimes the people standing are from the area and are well known and in other cases parties have put somebody there in order to attract the party vote and articulate the party policy but that person isn't from the area. So you know in terms of actually doing justice to this we could be spending the whole year <laughs> just on interviewing people to get right through all these electorates and all the options and I'm sure that that would be that would def- be self-defeating and very boring in the end because everyone's not going to want to listen to everything about every different electorate but I think Auckland Central will be one to watch and for that reason I've made many attempts to contact Helen White and I've also made attempts to contact Marama Davidson and uh, also Chloe Swarbrick. Now they are very, very actively engaging with their community meetings and so on and if you're really interested in you live in that area, I suggest you get along to their um, meeting in September. They're having a Meet the Candidates um, session. And uh, locally that's being well advertised and so on. So I'm not going to give the details out here, but I think that that is going to be a very worthwhile one. There was one recently held in Freeman's Bay and and that was uh, extremely well attended. I think it was well over 140 people there. 
that's quite a lot for for an election meeting these days. Now, of course, there are some electorates that are always Labour and or, or always National, and they are not so interesting to look at. Uh, I think there will be quite a lot of interest in exactly um, how New Zealand First candidates do. Um, because, of course, uh, it looks unlikely New Zealand First is going to get an electoral seat and that means they have to get above 5% in the vote to get back into Parliament. So that's going to be a very interesting uh, situation to watch. And uh, in terms of actual policies... uh, with Jacinda actually announcing this is a COVID election, then it's very hard for um, people to have a debate about what sort of future we really want. Um, none of the parties are really looking at climate change with a, uh, a serious look. And when you consider that, you know, COVID-19 is part of... Um, the future scenario that the scientists at the Milligan Institute have said clearly we can expect a pandemic every 10 years at least and we're going to spend a good chunk of a decade getting over the one that we're just having. So that alone plus all the changes in weather, the sudden storms and emergencies, the volcanic eruptions, we've had... um, three or four um, quite large and with monumental consequences in New Zealand alone. And then, of course, there's the floods and the bushfires and, and all the other things that are all impacting around the world as climate change has more and more effect. So whether you believe in it or not, the effects are there. And, um, and the scientists are pretty clear. I mean, there's over 90% agreement on just what is tied to climate change and what we need to be doing about that. So it would be very interesting to see whose policies are going to actually address this, whether anybody's actually got any initiatives that they're putting forward that are really going to be sound and they're going to do something effective uh, um, and that go beyond a three-year parliamentary term. And I think that's an area that... Um, I would like to be interviewing on and and there may be um, no way that we can actually um, do this in the next few weeks if indeed the lockdown gets extended. But on the other hand, um, we may find that the election is... Um, date has changed and if the election is going to be later, then that will give us... Um, a window of opportunity provided once we get out of lockdown to do more interviewing in this area. So watch this space. In the meantime, uh, do communicate with your families and use your telephone and uh, if you have access to uh, video on your phone, um, then talk to your grandchildren that way and I think you'll be amazed at how 
uh, wonderful and exciting embracing technology can be at a time like this and how much you can get out of it. And I know a lot of people did during lockdown last time. In fact, some people have been saying to me, oh, three days won't be long enough. I wish we went into lockdown for a good couple of weeks. I could do with it. So, uh, But you will know what the situation is. Uh, as you listen to this program, you'll, you'll have some sort of certainty. And Parliament will, um, convene on, on, um, a day after. So on, on Monday, you will have, um, the parliamentary discussion on this to follow. And that will be, I think, fascinating in itself. Because certainly this election is going to be one of the most important in terms of whether the country is geared up to face the next decade, whether it's geared up to face the um, demographic challenges that are coming with a much um, with a rapidly growing older population uh, and fewer births. So on this note I'm going to uh, sound off um, with a uh, just a a strong suggestion that you put yourself first, take good care of yourself and next time when we're on air um, we'll be either listening to past programs or you'll be hearing um, fresh new programs that'll be gearing up for this kind of election that we're moving into. Thanks for listening. Bye. Together with Senior Focus next Sunday at 5.25pm on Planet FM 104.6 or listen online at any time at planetaudio.org.nz 